Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? It's 8 o'clock. It's Friday. It's time for Mutiny's Comedy Clubhouse here at Mutiny Radio, 278 121st Street in the beautiful Mission District, San Francisco. We're here waiting for the throngs of both comedians and audience people to come flowing through the door. Coming back from their faraway lands, they're here to listen to comedy tonight. Very exciting. Shouldn't be a question mark. It's definitely an exclamation point. Mutiny Radio's Comedy Clubhouse. Right now, we're going to listen to the dulcet tones of Floating Goat. If you don't like them yet, you should. Right now on Facebook, they're my favorite metal band in San Francisco. My second favorite was War Bison, but they are no longer super sad face. But you can still find Floating Goat everywhere all over the city. They're a great band. They've been around for almost 20 years. It's one of Chris Corona's 12 bands. (laughs) But uh, drummer comedian Aaron Barrett. Had a birthday this week. Love that band. Go like them on Facebook right now. Thanks right now for listening to Mutiny's Comedy Clubhouse. We'll be right back with some amazing comedians tonight here at Mutiny Radio. Taking any seat they want. Thanks so much to the door guy tonight, Jonathan Moore, for doing the door. Thanks so much for Cody Abe on the bill tonight, bringing the crowd. So awesome. So excited that they're here. I'm going to go entertain these ladies right now. Here we go. My sound guy's coming in a second. It'll be great. Thank you so much for coming tonight, ladies. Thank you so much, Cody Abe, for bringing 
for his milkshake brings all the girls to the yard. I'm so excited. I'm like, shake that milkshake, baby. I'm really into feminism uh, only because it means that we get to objectify men equally now, which is a lot of fun. Like, we get to be like, girl, bring that milkshake to the yard. Shake it, baby. We can call you girl. Come on. It's like... We're gender fluid now. I can, I can call people. I can call people dudes. I can call them bros. I can call them girls. It doesn't matter. Shake it, girl. Cody, shake it. You're not gonna shake it. Sorry. Is that? Yeah, he did it. See, he did it. I used my power to make him do something he didn't want to do. Yay, feminism. Yay, yay. We can objectify men equally. Hooray! This is the future. The future is now. I've been very confused. I don't know if um, you both beautiful women. I'm sure you get catcalled all the time. I didn't understand the term catcalling for so long uh, until I got a new cat. And I realized catcalling does not work. Come here, kitty. Come here. Come. You cannot make a cat come by kissing at it. I learned that with my new cat. It's just like women on the street. You can't make them come by kissing at them. You actually have to kiss them or not. Don't kiss me on the street. That's I've, I've been having trouble though. I'm like cat calling versus complimenting. I'm not sure it's getting, it's a very permeable layer. I live in the tenderloin. I was wearing this outfit and I walked down the street and a man said, girl, you got a nice fit on today. And I said, wow. You know, it's a double entendre. It's an outfit. I am fit. That's a compliment. He worked hard to jam words together and not make me feel bad about myself. Another guy cat called me by saying, bitch, you're an ugly fucker. And I'm like, wow, we're negging women to cat call them now. This is the future. This future is now. Another um, gentleman said, you've been living a long time to look 22. That's just a straight-up compliment. That has nothing to do with catcalling. That is a well-crafted compliment on the street. I love it. I'm an old lady. He said I look 22. Very happy about that. Uh, yet another gentleman saw me in this skirt today, and he said, Ooh, that's a nice skirt there. Can I get under there and get a sniff? Wow, how you move from complimenting to catcalling in one sentence. Ah! Why do you want to get under my skirt anyways? Why do you want to smell it? Smell something boyfriend's cum. That's, that's, that's kind of gay, dude. Like, he, was, he was an African-American gentleman. He was much older, and I'm like, wow. No one understands the smell of a freshly plowed field better than an elder African-American gentleman. Do you like how I turned that catcalling joke into a really racist joke? Like, right there, what? How did I do that? I did... I did the thing, the gaze, and the, wow, did that real quick. Hi, yeah! Um, I'm super excited because I get to be at Cobbs later tonight, so I'm just going to do my set that I'm going to do there, but I'm going to do it like we're going to pretend that I just started over. Okay, here we go. And then she's coming up to the stage, Pam Benjamin, yay! Yay! I'm so excited to be here. I used to be a cheerleader for God. There is only one God, and he is the sun God. Ra, ra, ra. I was actually a cheerleader for Christ. It's a little bit different. I'm gonna need your help. Give me a K. Yay. Give me an I. I. Give me an L. L. Give me an L. L. Who did the Jews kill? Jesus. Jesus. 
Yay, we get 12 mansions in heaven. Yay. The only thing that sucked about being a Christian's cheerleader uh, is that the skirts were really long, which are not sexy. Uh, and then my butt always hurt from protecting my virginity. Also, not sexy. Knock, knock. Jesus. I know, did that guy exist or what? Was he real? Jesus who? Come on, is he an allegory? What, he wrote the Bible? Who was that guy? <laughs> Jesus who? My favorite Bible verse is actually Leviticus 20.12, which is if you sleep with your father-in-law, you should both be stoned. Yeah. I love to be stoned! Also, my ex-father-in-law looked a lot like Barack Obama. <laughs> Woo, I know, sexy man. I miss Barack, do you guys miss Barack? How much do you miss that sexy, sexy man? I mean, you could blame him for whatever you want. Global warming, porcupines, your smelly dick. I don't give a fuck, but you can't blame that bitch for being sexy. He was a sexy, sexy man. I miss Barack. He was a real leader. I mean, who's gonna run in 2020? Who's a real leader? Who's gonna run in 2020? I'd like to see Forrest Gump run. <laughs> I was running for president. I'd like to see Forrest Gump run. Gump versus Trump, 2020. It's gonna be a great spectacle. I'm very excited. They're very similar candidates. They're both businessmen, but you can still go to a Bubba Gump shrimp. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, they both have special needs. Right, they read and write about second grade level. You know, it's tremendous, tremendous words, tremendous intelligence. Uh, and, and they're both fictional characters. <laughs> but I believe in Forrest Gump, right? He actually went to war. <laughs> he was a real hero. And where is Donald Trump gonna run with those bone spurs? He can't run anywhere! He can't run for anything! Ah! Forrest Gump 2020, I hope you guys get on board. We are in some politically rapey times. I don't know, ladies, you feel it? What do you call yourselves? What do we call ourselves in these politically rapey times? I mean, I'm a female or a person or a human. We are all peephole. And I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. <laughs> But I have to call myself a feminist now because it's the only word spelled without the word men in it. No one else can spell. It's okay, I'm a witch, I can read! I can read, I'm a witch, ah, she can spell! Feminism is spelled with an I, like I am a feminist. Uh, but the, the words, they're everywhere, right? Every month we menstruate. It's the one thing they can literally never do. And they put their name all over it. Menstruate. And they think it's gross. So I'm like, all right. Here's another one. Hymen. You have sex for the first time and you break your hymen. Hymen! Hi! I can have sex with you all now. Yay! It's brilliant. Hymen. The one I do understand is menopause. Because when I turn 50, men are going to pause on me before they swipe left or right. They're like, oh. Knock, knock. Who's there? Feminism. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door, thanks. 
It's like the precept of feminism, I think. I don't know. A lot of women in the 70s read books and burned bras, so I can talk about my butthole on stage. (laughs) Incidentally, my butthole looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. (laughs) It's it's meaty. It's, It's good stuff. I'm into equality. You look like a crowd that's into equality. Easy way to make equality happen now, I say we start, we start with PG-13 movies, right? Right now, in a PG-13 movie, if you cover up the erogenous zone, the nipple, you can see 180% side boob. Now I say, let's see some side scrote for equality, right? Because we can't see the balls, we can't see the dick, but what we get to see is that like, skinny, like that skin, like maybe hairy. You might not be with me. Let's imagine together a Martin Scorsese film, right? The sun is going down. It's an infinity pool. Nick Cage is making his big comeback. He's coming out of the stairs. You know, his balls are in the water. His dick's above the steps. And what we get to see is this beautiful stained glass, veiny side scrote for equality. Equality now! (laughs) We on board? I'm on board! I mean, guys have been trying to stick their nutsack in my mouth anyway since 2002, so let's deal with it. Let's deal with my issues. I'm hungry. You know, so if you can dip your nutsack in some marshmallow fluff and then roll one ball in chocolate chips and the other ball in graham cracker crumbs, because if I'm going to have your sweaty nutsack in my mouth, I kind of want it to taste like summer camp. S'more dick, please. Less balls. S'more dick. I do, I do have a fantasy. I have a fantasy. I want to be with an uncircumcised guy because I want to pull up his dick and I want to pull his foreskin up over his dick and I want to put whiskey in his foreskin. I want whiskey dick for real. Can I finally get what I want? Right? It's twofold. You know, one, I'm an alcoholic, and I like new and sexy ways to drink whiskey. And two, boys are gross, and you got to clean out all that schmegma. <laughs> Yay! Thanks so much for listening to my jokes. Yay! Okay, so that's the set I'm going to do at Crops tonight. I'm really excited that you're all here, though, too. Um, thank you so much for letting me run that on you, and it was the exact right amount of time, and I feel very, very comfortable. And now's the point in the show where we sing the song and get the fuck started. If you know how it goes, sing along with us. If not, you'll figure it out. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. Hi, hi, hi. If everyone's okay with smoking pot, we can smoke pot inside. Is everybody okay with that? All right, M-U-T-I-N-Y, Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay, you're already here. Yay, yay. I'm, I'm super excited. We've got three real audience members here tonight. We've got comics. We've got a door guy. we got person running the thing, Zun Zhu, running the ones and twos. And we got comedy for me's and you's right now with our first comedian. He looks like he's leaning over to tell you the events of the week. I never pay attention to news because I know I'm going to see this comedian at least three times a week and he's going to tell me how it is, motherfucker. You're going to love him. Put your hands together for the very funny Matthew Quirk. Give it up for Pam and her butthole, guys. Anyway, I love the artwork here, Pam. Who did this? Pennywise? 
current events, guys. Pennywise from It. You guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, anyway, have you guys heard that uh, Houston is flooding right now? It's having major storms and it's flooding. Man, I had no idea how many gays were in in Houston. I really didn't know. Uh, apparently, uh, Justin Trudeau is in the news lately. Did you guys hear about it? It's the Prime Minister of Canada. Do you see why I have to bring notes up here to give her the news, man? I gotta have fucking facts and shit to back it up. Anyway, apparently he's been in woke face this whole time. Woke face. Did you guys hear about all the deaths that are happening from vaping? Yeah. Turns out smoking wasn't so bad for you. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to hear what the Impossible Burger does to everyone's microbiomes in three years. <laughs> you guys with all your brilliant ideas. So apparently uh, Felicity Huffman got sentenced for her uh, cheating college cheating scam to get her kid. Yeah, she got sentenced to two weeks detention and a thousand word essay on why it's wrong to pull scams. Anyway, uh, I, you know, I, I, I'm a bit older than everyone else here. Uh, you see, when I was growing up, I didn't have my mommy pull my scams for me when I was in college, okay? I mean, I had to pull my own scams like an adult. How are we going to take on the Chinese in the future if we can't pull our own goddamn scams, right? I mean, we're dead. We're fucking dead. Yeah, that's real. Uh, I looked at my notes and forgot what I was going to talk about. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Betsy DeVos, uh, Secretary of Education for the Trump administration, to get Pam on board here. Uh, she is defunding a program from Duke and North Carolina that is like a, a Middle East sound guy paying no attention to his sound. So uh, anyway, he, he's, she's canceling a program, an educational program for, on Middle East studies because apparently it's too Middle East centric for her. It's not spending enough time promoting Christianity. That's her fucking logic for cancel. Next, she's going to cancel the foreign language programs because they don't promote enough English. Yep. So did you, did you hear about the straight pride parade that happened a couple weeks ago? Yeah, in Boston. Apparently it was a big flop. No chicks attended for some reason, apparently. Uh, anyway, I got news for you fellas over there in Boston. If you got to call your gathering a parade, it's already pretty gay. <laughs> oh, I wrote down side scroat here because you gave me an idea, man. I remember I, I meant to uh, update my IMDB page uh, with my side scroat. Uh, I guess they're not headshots, really. They're sort of, yeah. So, I mean, I know you're thinking this old guy's got this saggy scrote, but no, man, I still have a washboard scrote. It's not all saggy. It's still, still tight. Still tight. So did you hear about the cheerleader who murdered her, murdered her baby and buried it, and uh, she was actually declared innocent in her trial, and everyone's like, wow, white privilege, but the baby was white too, that doesn't make sense. And then it hit me, all right, it's a baby, not an embryo, because then she would have been in trouble. 
So apparently millennials are uh, unsatisfied with their lot in life. A few of them are trying to break off and call themselves ex-lineals or zillennials. How do you fucking say it? Like ex-lineals? Uh, anyway, it's more like meh-lineals to me. Thank you. Thank you. So this is far and away the most uh, Asian crowd proportionately that I've ever had to speak to. So I don't want to make it seem like I'm pandering with this next bit, but let me just get into it anyway. Uh, Trump is threatening to uh, cancel food stamps and everything. Meanwhile, Andrew Yang is promising me a thousand bucks a month. Yeah, fuck yeah. For once, an applause. I'm usually doing this to a room full of comics who I know damn well could use $1,000 a month. <laughs> They're just staring at me blankly. My friends are like, come on, what reasons do you really have to vote for Yang? I got a thousand goddamn reasons, motherfucker, to vote for Andrew Yang. Then they're like, well, what's his stance on, I don't know, a thousand dollars a month, man. How about his policies? About, I don't fucking know, a thousand dollars a month, a thousand a month, you know. People are like, well, how are we going to pay for that? I'm like, who's we? I'm getting the thousand. I give a fuck who pays for it. Take a few mil off Bezos. He won't even miss it. Okie dokie. Uh, recently, a facial recognition program apparently mistakenly misidentified several politicians as criminals. And I'm like, well, misidentified? I don't know. I don't know. On that note, a uh, state senator from Penn State recently got caught with child pornography on his phone. Um, yeah, putting the state pen in Penn State, huh? I know, that was kind of rough. That was kind of rough. Are we all San Francisco residents here? Clap if you're a San Francisco resident. So we just missed the best week to be in San Francisco, right? Burning Man, huh? Yeah. Suddenly there's plenty of parking and no lines at restaurants and shit. It's just the most magical, epic week to be in San Francisco when every sparkle pony and their fucking dipshit boyfriend is out in the desert. Right? Meanwhile, I'm having my burn here in San Francisco with flushing toilets and running water. It's epic, man. It's goddamn epic. Anyway, fucking Burning Man. They've got this policy of leave no trace, right? Meanwhile, they've got a 16-hour traffic jam to get into it and a fucking 18-hour traffic jam to get out of it. Nice carbon footprint, guys. Anyway, it's supposed to be this barter system utopia, right? These people pay thousands of dollars to live in this barter utopia, and they can only handle it for a week before they have to come running back to civilization. Babies. Too preachy? Okay, I got it. Who here drives Uber? Shockingly, nobody. Who here takes Uber? Double shockingly, nobody. Yeah. You Lyft, okay, good. Well, uh, Lyft and Uber both had a really bad uh, week, right? Uh, recently, it was declared that they have to they have to qualify all these drivers as workers, right? Employees, which really sucks for them because their business model relied heavily on slavery. <laughs> I mean, already they've been bleeding goddamn money. 
right? What are they going to do when they have to operate like a regular business? And, and I know I'm hard on the millennials, but this is what you take for a fucking successful business, losing money, slave labor. This is not woke, guys. You got to reconsider. Trump is making several headlines lately. He recently was complaining about light bulbs. <laughs> Apparently, they make him look orange. That's because they're working, Mr. President. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm not cute. The joke was cute. I have to just take whatever compliments that <laughs> feminazi spits my way. Uh, anyway, I hear you, Mr. President. These light bulbs are making me look short. <laughs> I find it ironic that he's complaining about a light bulb. I mean, a light bulb is like the symbol for an idea, and he is having the exact opposite of, a, of an idea. Okay. Trump also recently visited San Francisco. Uh, yeah, just last week. See why I got to keep you updated on shit? Anyway, he had something to say about all the homeless. Apparently, uh, the homeless, you know, he's feeling bad about the real estate, that apparently the homeless are ruining the prestige of the real estate around here. And uh, anybody here pay over $1,000 a month for their closet? I mean, it's not ruining shit around here. Uh, anyway, that idiot, I thought he was a business genius. This prestige is causing the homelessness, Mr. President. Anyway, uh, he wants to uh, use environmental laws to punish San Francisco for all the homeless around here. And uh, the way he's been chipping away at environmental laws, finally, it's coming back to bite him in the ass. He won't have any left to punish us with, right? Keep dumping that toxic sludge in the water, Mr. President. It's great. All right, too preachy. I hear you. <laughs> There's a scam now, a scandal now going on. Where apparently, uh, Trump said something inappropriate to a world leader, and uh, a whistleblower had to call him out on it. And uh, Trump's like, "Who here thinks I'm stupid enough to say something inappropriate to a world leader?" Right. Then like an hour later, he's in, in, inspecting the wall at the border, telling everyone how it's wired when, so he'll know when people touch it. And he turns to a general and says, would you like to talk about this? And the general says, actually, there would be some merit in not talking about this, Mr. President. I mean, he, not only is he stupid enough to say something to a world leader when no one's listening, he's stupid enough to put it on TV when everyone's listening. <laughs> the guy's just... Got nothing going on up there. One minute. You know, I'm world star famous. I don't know if I... Anyway, uh, coming to his defense, Kellyanne Conway said that, you know, Trump doesn't think. He just says what he wants. Yeah, who needs thinking? It's only our single evolutionary advantage in the animal kingdom, right? Who needs thinking? And it give Kellyanne Conway a chance to crawl out of her crypt and chirp in on reality, right? That's, <laughs> it was great to hear from her. Anyway, you know, I hear a name like Shalandra Quay or something. That's like a black name, right? When I hear a name like Kellyanne, that's a meth name, right? 
I mean, she got the meth hair and the meth skin and everything. And she has one crystal methamphetamine girl, too, huh? Yeah. All right, guys, you have been a great audience. Give it up for your hostess with a very modest amount, Pam Benjamin. Matthew Quirk, everyone, giving an amazing TED Talk slash hilarious news upkeep for me to know what's happening in the world. Yay, Matthew Quirk, yay. Without you, I would live in a barrel of IPAs and only come out for free ice cream days. But now, now I know that Justin Trudeau is not the the actor Justin Theroux, who is very hot and has been on a bunch of things. Different guys. (laughs) Trudeau and Theroux. Different dudes, not your. I don't know if you guys have seen The Leftovers, but he keeps coming out of a bathtub like wet and hot. No one else has seen that show? Okay, it's on HBO. You can watch it whenever you want. He slides out of a bathtub naked all the time in the whole show. It's lovely. He was also in, he was also the bad DJ in Zoolander. So. <laughs> With a scar on his face that was Justin Thoreau, not Justin Trudeau, who I guess is the prime minister. Canada. Not the Canada guy who did the, did the crack, but a different Canada guy. That's a different Canada guy. Your next comedian lives across the street here from Mutiny Radio. He's a comedian I've known for many, many years, and he's super, super funny, and every time I get to see him, it's a joy and a wonderment. Put your hands together, everybody, for Josh Haloub. Yay! Thank you, Pam. It is only fitting that you don't know any world leaders, but you know a DJ from Zoolander. (laughs) It's as cultured as you get. And I wouldn't have it any other way. I don't know shit, but I know the bad guy from Stripes. (laughs) That guy rules. Never, I don't even, couldn't put turkey on a map, though. I eat it for Thanksgiving, that's it. I don't even know, I still just pretend Trump isn't our president, so. Not my president, am I right? (laughs) Uh, It's good to see that the serial killers are still doing the art here. These rabbits are frightening. Very, very frightening. Looks like a guy just, like, can't dream anything else. I must draw it, I must draw it. What is that? Kiss the cook. He's frying your brain. All right. So it's good to leave the house. I don't do that much anymore. I um, could talk about things for a little bit. Let's do that. That's why I came here, right? And talking to a microphone. What fun. What a world we live in. I'm uh, from Detroit. You guys ever heard of Detroit? Yeah, that's where I'm from. I was born there. And then uh, if you don't know anything about Detroit, it is a great place to get stabbed. So I don't live there anymore. (laughs) I don't want to live there. Warren, yeah, I grew up right by Warren. That place sucks. (laughs) Terrible place. If you think Detroit's bad, try living five minutes outside of Detroit. (laughs) It's even worse. So I decided I wasn't going to live in Detroit anymore, so I packed up my things and I moved to beautiful The Tenderloin, where the streets are paved of gold. Oh, beautiful The Tenderloin. 
It's like, I never left Detroit, just way more expensive. <laughs> and more meth for some reason. Meth doesn't make it to Detroit, not much does. Not even meth likes Detroit. And meth likes everything. So now I live here in San Francisco, and I like this city. I've been living here for about five years now. What about you guys from Detroit? <laughs> or from San Francisco? <laughs> no, yeah. You from San Francisco? Oh, man. Wow. That's like the best place to be from. It's the only good part of America. Yeah, yeah there's meth everywhere, though. <laughs> you can't beat that. <laughs> uh, yeah, how do you... It must be hard to get the meth to Hawaii. How do you get drugs in places like that? Like, I can go to Las Vegas and get, get drugs immediately. I don't even know anyone there. But I wouldn't know what to do in Hawaii. Do you have to make all the drugs yourself? You don't know. You don't do drugs. <laughs> hey, do you want to do some drugs? <laughs> I might have some. If not, we're in San Francisco. We could probably just go walk a, a block, and then we'll find drugs. It's a great city, San Francisco. There's drugs, and that's all I remember. Just drugs. As far as I'm concerned, this entire city is made of drugs. Yay, drugs. Um, so anyway, I am um, selling drugs. <laughs> And um, it's not good. <laughs> drugs aren't good? Nah, my drugs aren't good. <laughs> no, I have fun drugs. I did this new drug the other day. This isn't even a joke. It's called 2CB. Have you done it? Yes! It's fucking amazing. Oh, my God. That was the best drug in the world. It really was. I don't have a joke for it. I just want to be on it all the time. I am now addicted to a drug that I never heard of until two days ago. That's what good drugs are about. Apparently, it's like a designer drug, which makes anything sound way cooler. <laughs> you know? If you said, try this meth, it's designer, I'd be like, yeah, fucking give me that shit. Of course I would have put that in my body. What do I look stupid? Give me that designer shit, designer meth. Designer crank? Sure. What is crank? Is that heroin? Crank is also meth. Oh, wow. Meth gets all the cool names. The worst drugs get the coolest names. Crack is the coolest name in the world. <laughs> Also, probably the worst drug. Never done it. Who's got crack? By the way, I'm here to buy drugs. <laughs> so anyway, I live in San Francisco now. And I like living in San Francisco because, by the way, I say San Francisco. I feel like I'm saying it wrong. My dirty Midwest accent. Anyway, I live here in San Francisco. The San Francisco treat. That's what drugs are. <laughs> In San Francisco, every time I buy drugs. All right, it's a San Francisco treat. Heroin. Right. Um, so I live here in San Francisco, and I love this city because San Francisco has hills. I love the hills. And what do we do best in San Francisco is look down at other people. We can physically do that in San Francisco. We have the topography to look down at other people and judge them. It's the fucking best. I love judging people. That's all I do. And that's all we do here in San Francisco. We have the topography to physically stand on top of a fucking hill, which costs way too much to live on and judge everyone else who can't afford to be on that stupid fucking hill. That's my goal, is to live on top of the hill. I live in a valley of rent control right now. But one day, oh, one day, I will climb that mountaintop, whether it be Russian Hill or Knob Hill or whatever stupid fucking hill. And I will live on top of that hill, and I will only order Postmates from, 
from people that can't afford to live anywhere remotely close to the city. I just want to, oh yes, bring me my taco, my, my burrito from El Taqueria. Daddy needs his food. Now go back to San Mateo, you fucking idiot. Get away from me. This is my hill. I bought this hill. I love San Francisco. It's the best. I don't write any of these jokes. I've been doing this new thing where I don't write jokes. I just buy them. Yeah, I bought these jokes off a, a troll. So if you don't like them, you can't blame me. Not my jokes. I bought these jokes off a troll. He lives under the Stockton Bridge. And he accepts drugs. So I didn't write these. If you don't like these jokes, don't blame me. Blame the troll. They're not my jokes. They're the troll's jokes. Let's see what the troll gave me today. I buy, I go once a week. Let's see him, we hang out. All right, this one says, again, you can't, if you don't like them, don't blame me. It's the troll. So this joke says, if you're black, you can say your favorite clan member is Method Man. But if you're white, you can't say any of that. Right, that's not a good joke, see? That's not, not a good joke. <laughs> blame the troll. It's not me. Why would I write that? That's stupid. What a dumb joke. Let's see what else the troll said. The troll said, again, I didn't write this. The troll says, this joke says, I like decaf coffee because after I, t I want to, um, the troll can't write. <laughs> the troll doesn't know how to read or write, but I bought jokes off him. Now this one says, I like decaf coffee because I want to shit my pants after a nap. Again, the troll wrote it, not me. Let's see what else he said. Baseball, baseball season's almost over, right? Baseball season. There's an old saying in baseball. It goes, chicks dig the long ball. It's a saying. People they like to hit home runs. Chick, di chicks dig the long ball. There's another saying that women like to say to me. It's, chicks do not dig my long balls. They're too long. <laughs> Fucking troll. That goddamn troll. What a jerk. Making fun of my balls. What a dick. Boodim chum. See, he writes like an idiot. This troll is like a drug addict who lives down the street. Hey, this one says there's three ways to use an escalator. You can walk on the left, stand on the right, or get shoved down it by a businessman in a hurry. You ever had that happen to you when you're riding on BART? You're trying to go down there, all right? <laughs> Fucking troll. What a dick. Hey, this one says, I'm not afraid to say it here in San Francisco. This Donald Trump guy, this guy's a real jerk. <laughs> you guys notice that? People don't like Trump here. Have you noticed? You know, statistically speaking, someone here voted for Trump, right? It's like being a fucking, you're in the witness protection program in San Francisco if you voted for Trump. But that, I mean, he is a jerk. I feel like people need to say that more. That guy sucks. <laughs> the troll wrote it, not me. So it says, an apple a day keeps the doctor away, but I can't afford health insurance. So I'll go figure that one out. This one just says... I like small butts, and I cannot lie. Aww. I like small butts. 
I like the big butts too, but I also like small butts. Am I a bad person for liking small butts? I can't lie. I enjoy a small butt. There's nothing wrong with small butts. Why do we have to, to chastise people with small butts? So where's that fucking march? The small butt march. I want to fucking get on that march. Small butts unite. Again, I got a little baby butt. A little baby boy. I'm a baby boy with a baby butt. Daddy's home. Where my ladies at? Ladies. Daddy is single because daddy calls himself daddy, and women don't like that, but I do it anyway. Daddy is weird. I'm a weird boy. Talk about the bus, man. That shit's always a thing that comics talk about. (laughs) And I am sometimes a comic. So I will talk about the bus. I love taking the bus. I don't pay for the bus. No one pays for the bus in San Francisco. I don't pay for the bus. I get on the bus. I don't pay for it. And then I um, I see someone else get on the bus and not pay for it. And I'm like, this fucking asshole. Meanwhile, I didn't pay for the bus. But I judge people because I live in San Francisco. I like taking the bus, especially here in San Francisco, because the bus is where crazy people go to let you know that they're crazy. <laughs> they have to go somewhere, and the bus is where they do it. Just people like me or you trying to get to work, and a guy gets on the bus, crazy guy, and he starts yelling, the sequel to Paul Blart Mall Cop should have been Paul Blart Time Cop. And I'm like, goddamn crazy guy. That is a really good idea. I would watch that movie. Put on some pants and write that screenplay. Get on it. Paul Blart Time Carp. Oh, man, that would be great. Time Carp. He's a carp now. He's a fish. <laughs> it's a security guard fish on a Segway. Paul Blart Time Carp. <laughs> anyway, I digress. So there's an old saying, talking about the bus. There's an old saying, it goes, if a tree falls in the woods, but no one's there to hear it, does it make a sound? Now, conversely, if a crazy guy gets on the bus and starts masturbating, but no one's there to see it, is he crazy? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I do know this, though. I did not get arrested. So, boom, in your face, I'm the crazy guy. Yay. Josh likes small bus and he cannot lie. His other bus can't deny. Small bus, not small butts, just small bus. That was good. Yeah, I know. I'm really glad that 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 you're able to objectify women's butts equally, large or small. I'm so glad. Makes me feel so secure. I love it. I loved your set, everybody. Josh Aloub, yay! He has a show sometimes on Wednesdays at Mission Hill Saloon, and then they go, questions! And it's the best part after they do people doing comedy. They ask them funny questions, and I enjoy it so very, very, very much. Uh, your next comedian, you've been waiting for him. You're like, oh, yeah, this is the guy we're here to see. Uh, I'm really excited. He's a really funny guy. He's been coming to Mutiny Radio for about six months now, and he's great. We've been seeing... He used to just talk about death, and now he talks about other things, which makes me really happy. He used to just be like, my dad died and everything sucks, and now like he says other funny things. I mean, I'm not that people's dead dads are funny, but he makes it funny. I'm digging myself into a hole. Put your hands together for Cody Abe! Yay! <laughs> Oh my god, this is the dream. Fucking people from your high school here to watch you. 
do comedy at this radio station that I I gave you guys the dates because I thought that you were true millennials and you weren't going to fucking show up. That's what happened there. Uh, that uh, you, call, you called my fucking bluff. You fucking called my bluff. I can't believe it. Um, I don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> so, uh, someone brought out of you that, like, we fucking, I'm from Hawaii, too, then, like, I know these people from high school, like, I'm from Hawaii, like, we can't, like, like, you're talking about how good it was, dude, we can't, like, vacation to Hawaii, we just gotta go back to do chores and, like, relive our childhood and shit, you know, like, we gotta, like, everyone gets to stay in Airbnbs and shit, we got, we have to, so we don't have to live our childhood, you know, like, so our moms don't tell us to go to bed early and shit, like, that's, like, the only reason, like, like, we go to our, like, you get, everyone gets to go to the beach and shit, like, we probably gotta go home and clean up, like, that's the whole, that's, that's our experience, um, anyway, yeah, that's fucking Hawaii, dude, god damn it, uh, I can't go back now because they're seeing, they're watching me, and, uh, I can't go home. Don't tell my mom about any of this. I don't know. Do you guys know my mom? Have you met my mom? Uh, she's a nice lady. Uh, I love my mom, though. Like, she's, like, you know, my emotional rock and stuff. Like, I'll call her pretty much every day. And, you know, uh, us, like, that, I think that's one thing that I won't hear in my life is, like, you don't call me enough from my mom. It's great. Uh, and it's the only reason is because I'm, I'm still on the family plan. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. When she dies, like, I just will have a phone with no cellular service. Um, I'll just be walking around with an app machine. Nothing special about it. Just, I'm playing Candy Crush. And I won't even have to worry about getting a call. Like, I can play Candy Crush in peace, you know? Fucking in the corner. Like, sulking about my dead mom. No, um, I don't <laughs> Oh, that's a fucking short-ass callback, but we did it. We did it today. Death. <laughs> Fuck you, Pam. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you, Pam. Uh, uh, <laughs> anyway, like, you know, like, uh, like she's my emotional rock. You know, I'll, I'll call her. I went through, like, a depressive phase. I was like, Mom, I can't do it, you know. It's going to happen one of these days. I'm going to, I'm going to, it's going to happen. I'm going to do it. And she's like, no, Cody, Taco Bell will do terrible things to your bowels like just don't go don't you don't have to go to go to mcdonald's instead and yeah there's no end to that joke i just wanted to uh make suicide into a joke i don't know what is that is that funny stop <laughs> uh yeah so um i think you can tell a lot about somebody just by looking into their eyes they say the eyes are the window to the soul, right? You can tell if somebody's lying, if they're tired, if they're Asian. Like, you can tell all of those things. Uh, like, if they're not lying or tired, they must be Asian. Like, right? Like, just make an educated guess, people. Like, it's not hard. Uh, type of Asian I am. I'm Japanese. The headband is for emphasis. You know, like, I'm going for a sushi chef that gave up. Like, this guy walks into my house. I'm just, like, chopping up some, like, fish or whatever. And then he's like, Cody, we need you. We need you for one last nigiri. And I'm like, no, that life's not for me now. I've quit the sushi game for good. He's like, no, this is the biggest score of your life, man. You can't do this. You can't drop out now. We need you. You're the best sushi chef. You're going to cut the, you're going to cut it. You're going to get, we're going to fucking make some money here, dude. And then I'm just like, how much? 
And he's like, at least, like, enough, I don't know, fucking, you gave up, dude. Fucking sorry. Like, I don't know. Like, it's going to be a great heist movie. Uh, you can, I'm going to write the screenplay soon. We'll see it in the theaters. It's going to be called uh, Jiro's 12. Yeah, that's a, that's a great, I love those movies, by the way. Those are awesome movies, heist movies. Um, I like movies a lot. But, uh... I don't know. I, I used to wear a Rising Sun headband. Uh, this guy came up to me, though. He was like, you can't wear that Rising Sun headband. That's like wearing a Confederate flag headband. And I was like, they make Confederate flag headbands? Like, I wasn't aware of this. Uh, he probably looked long and hard to get one of those headbands. So as far as I'm concerned, you know, he can wear it. More power to him. Not white power, though, but, like, you know, the power of just looking for it. Uh, I don't know. Like, it was crazy. Like... I, I don't like I, I stopped wearing the headband obviously just because I lost it but um, I lost it in, in battle uh, <laughs> it got cut uh, so I actually met this uh, it's like saw a guy wearing a headband on the street and uh, I hated it you know like we locked eyes we nodded I was cordial with it but you know I hated it so much that I just stabbed him with my sushi knife <laughs> but he didn't go like he like that like it was terrible um, <laughs> But, you know, I mean, uh, like I mentioned, I'm from Hawaii. I'm Japanese. Like, you guys probably can relate. I have a lot of mixed feelings about Pearl Harbor. You know, on one hand, like, love ninjas, love samurais, and ninja samurais are pretty cool, too. But uh, on the other hand, I'm a sore loser. So, fucking go USA, you know? Fucking all, like, like nuke the fucking people, you know? Like, nuke, nuke, nuke those those Japanese Imperial armies or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so uh, let's move on to I, I, comics. Talk about dating, right? We're breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> yeah, it's not comics. So I, I, my track record is that I usually just date, you know, women that aren't. Asian, that's something that's been happening to me. And then what happens when you're an Asian guy dating people that aren't Asian is like, they're only with you because you're Asian. And uh, I wasn't aware of that at first. Like I kind of ignored the signs. My first like white girlfriend, she would, on her first date, she's, she told me that her previous three boyfriends were Asian. Then on our second date, she wanted to call me her buff dumpling. Aww. And then, uh, when we were about to have sex, she just whispered in my ear, give me your Asian cock. And I was like, okay, that's a fetish. That's definitely a fetish. I didn't know what to do, but like, I, like, I came, but like, I didn't know what to do. Um, so I just dropped the L word, you know, called her a lacist fucking cunt. And then she came, you know, it was a win-win situation. Not really, because I mentioned I'm Japanese, not Vietnamese, right? When no yeah okay. Oh shit! Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, like she, like she had like the she had the egg roll, she had the lumpia, the Korean bulgogi. Now she's getting my wagyu beef. So I'm just happy to be part of this like Asian man charcuterie platter she she had going on. Uh, dude, I. I'm usually able to make eye contact, but I can't do this right now. I'm like looking down because I know you people and it's not comfortable. Uh, it happens with people I know and like 
older people too. So like, I'm just gonna do my set in the corner again. No, um, <laughs> this is fun. This is fun. Uh, like this is a story for when I make it, right, guys? Fucking no. Or when I'm not gonna. Oh God, this is terrible. This is terrible. It's a. This is a terrible time we live in. It's a lot, of, it's everything's like racially charged. It's very, you know, unknown in terms of like the racial, racial, racial. Um, like, uh, so like I used to be a cashier at a grocery store and there's this white guy that cut in line in front of an Asian guy. I don't want to because of, I, I can't say which one because of uh, NDA that I signed because of this incident. No, it's not really, um, but. <laughs> So like this white guy cut in front of an Asian guy, right? And uh, the Asian guy stood up for himself and I was really proud of him. And I was like, you know, I didn't, like, he just cut in front of me. He's like, this is my place in line, I was next. And I was like, yeah, Yang Gang, you know? <laughs> uh, and he was like, what'd you say? And I was like, nothing, How, do you want bags with your groceries, sir? And uh, he was like, no, did you say Yang Gang? And I'm like, uh, are you a member today? Uh, <laughs> Uh, paper or plastic? I know we don't have, well, this plastic's illegal, but I'm gonna give you the plastic because, uh, sorry, sir. But like, no, it's like, it's weird because Asian people don't have like a term to commiserate struggle, you know? Like, you can't say Asian because that's just the name of the, of the race, right? And you can't, like, <laughs> Like, what am I gonna say, my ninja? Like, he wasn't, he wasn't Japanese, like, or like what, we can bow, I guess, but <laughs> like, at the same time, if it's bowing, you have to do it at the same, like, you have to be like in sync, like synchronized, right? Like, it, it won't work otherwise, because you'll just look like two doves picking up bread, you know, like, <laughs> oh, you, me? Oh, uh, okay, three, two, one, wait, on one, or one, go? On one, okay, three, two, one, go. And then you're too close and you just hit heads and then there's no point in that. But I'm like, I'm, I'm an awkward person too and I kind of like wave too early on the sidewalk so if that bowing thing was a thing then I would just like bow and be like, oh, okay, too early, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, and then he just walks past me because that was only a thing in my head, you know? Like it's not an actual thing. But anyway, so like he, like, you know, I was pretty proud of the dude for, you know, standing up for himself. The the, the white dude got really upset for being called out because, you know, that's what happens. You get called out for doing something wrong that you know is wrong, and then the, everyone else is wrong. There's a lot of wrongness in this situation. But, <laughs> so he just walks away. But as he's walking away, he goes, Asian, and, uh, you know, that's a weird thing to say. Is that what he does in every situation that's like tense, like he or like everything that goes wrong with his life? Like if he gets cut off, cut off on traffic, what does he say? He goes car, or like he stubs his toe and he goes chair, or like he ruins a long-term relationship because of his past traumas and how he was brought up and he goes dad, like that, God. What an asshole, right? Anyways, like he, co he, he walks away, then he comes back, and he's like, dude, you wanna take this outside? You wanna take this outside? Uh, and I was like, sh I didn't know, I'm, I'm like the cashier, I work there, I gotta you know, de-escalate de the situation, so what I did was I pulled out my sushi knives, and I was gonna stab him. Yeah. 
All right. <laughs> All right, uh, I'll leave on this. Um, I'm, glad, I, I'm glad you saw that, by the way. That was, <laughs> I heard that. You saw that, I heard that, motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> love you, Kelly. Um, so uh, I like I love movies. You like movies. Everybody like movies. Likes movies. My, one of my favorite movies as a kid was Shanghai Noon, because uh, you know it was a it was a great fucking movie with Jackie Chan and Owen Wilson, right? Great best buddy, one of the best buddy cop movies in my opinion. Uh, I loved it so much that I told my mom. Mom, that's what I want to do when I grow up. I want to be Chinese. And she was like, no, you can't do that. I was like, but I want to be Jackie Chan. She's like, no, you can't do that. And I didn't have, like, Rachel Dolezal to tell me that I could, you know? But just being an Asian dude in America just makes me Jackie Chan. So I win, Mom. Thank you very much. Uh, You know, I can just find a black friend, and we're rush hour. Like, no one's going to question me. All right, should have left on that callback, everybody. Thank you. I'm Cody Abe. (laughs) Cody Abe, killing it. What a pleasure. Yeah, so your last community of the night, and I have to leave in the middle of your set, and I'm a jerk, but that's because I get to go to Cobbs. Yay, and I got to go do a set at Cobbs, and I'm excited. But you can go as long as you want. Like, you can go... Cody Abe, don't take your girls yet. They have to stay for this last. That he is, and you are too. I feel like Asian dudes always discount their handsomeness because of like, I feel like the male gaze of how women are expected to be. Ha ha! That's so funny. But I mean, like, I feel like the male gaze is in like the 70s concept from the, that we all were like, oh, G-A-Z-E and how that happened. And I don't shave my legs, but right now I'm being a Monet, like from far away. You're only 15 feet, but there are going to be 30 feet on the cop set. I'm going to look like I have a lot of hair. I have really thin hair. Look how I made myself look like I have a lot of hair. Do you see that? And you can't see the hair on my legs. So it's like the hair on my legs is on my head and it makes me really happy. But it's like I'm trying to turn the male gaze on its head. But that's the thing, too, is I feel like that Asian dudes have fallen into this precept of, like, this is what everybody, you know, fuck whatever. Asian dudes are fucking, you're, like, way more than 50% of the world. Like, Asian guys better be hot. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, if we look at the world as a whole, like, more than 50% is Asian. And that means that 50%, 25, 25. So there's a lot of fucking Asian dudes, and they're hot. No? I... Thank you. I've had sex with an Asian dude. As a white, gentrified lady, in my early 30s, I had sex with an Asian guy, and his, his dick was actually bigger than my ex-husband's was, and my ex-husband was black, and he was Asian, and so it was a super mind twist where I was like, I like, you know, so I'd left my ex-husband, and we were divorced or whatever, and I slept with my first Asian guy, and I expected it to be a certain way, and I was like, holy like what are all these stereotypes about like I'm sleeping my ex-husband was black and he had a very small wiener um okay I just love making fun of my ex-boyfriend's penis on stage as much as I can because he didn't give me any money so I feel like it was my fault I didn't take it because I don't need anybody because I'm a feminist I didn't need his money your last comedian of the night who's gonna take time and be fun and have so much everybody have super fun here and like hang out we've I've got to take a lift over to cops but 
uh, hang out, listen, go in and play D and D with Zunzu. Like, no, play Magic game. Play Magic with Zunzu. I I wish I had some. I need to bring some decks. I should put some decks in the closet or around so that people actually ad nauseum can just play Magic online whenever. Ad nauseum is a crazy card. <laughs> I I love David Zunzu. He knows. He is like. He is like the magic library altogether. But your next comedian, he is a magic library of like wine knowledge and hilariousness. Put your hands together for Kelly Evans. Yay! I like weed things. I appreciate that. Cool. That's not like a really strong selling point. You're like, hey, you want to eat this weed thing? Uh, fuck it, sure, yeah. <laughs> I have low standards when it comes to drugs. All I'm saying is I once did coke off a ground in a club. It happened, all right? We all do it. Periodically, our 20s are a weird time, right? <laughs> uh, that just made me feel really old when I said that and nobody responded. I was like, wait, you're all in your 20s, except for Matthew Quirk, who is standing outside where old people belong. You're going to die soon. Just get out there, all right? Fuck. Josh, you were talking about the bus earlier, riding the, not paying for the bus. Fuck you, man. That's why the prices are so high, and idiots like me keep paying them because I just because I, I try not paying them, but then every time I do, like I see like somebody who like is in a uniform, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I gotta, uh, and then everybody on the bus immediately knows that fucker didn't pay when he got on. Yeah, we fucking see you, and then the guy gets on, and it's just like some guy who works at a, as a security guard somewhere. I'm like, god damn it. He didn't pay either. <laughs> of course he didn't pay. Come on, man. What kind of fucking world is this? Uh, anybody else uh, TV raised them? Your TV got raised, you guys? Yeah? No? Did you have family dinners with your parents? Is that what you did? Cool. Good for you. That's fine. TV raised me, and I turned out all right. Let's not comment on that. But anyway... It was great. I learned comedy. I learned drama. It's like we didn't really, like, that was our bonding time as a family. We sat around. We watched TV. We didn't, like, sit down and have, like, a family dinner where you talk about your day, right? I mean, like, because who has time for that? You know, when Tom just broke up with Kate on The Bachelor, like, are you serious? You think your algebra test is going to compete with that excitement? Fuck you. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. You're watching Survivor? We're watching Survivor. They are competing for cash prizes. All right? I'm just competing for my parents' attention and losing. Fuck, it's okay. I got the Simpsons out of it. That's what I got. Uh, my mom worked at a video store, actually, so like I got exposed to a lot of movies. I watched a lot of movies. I watched a lot of shitty movies, is what I'm saying, because if you ever went to a video store, 90% of the movies were fucking garbage. If you look at Netflix feed, it's the same thing. It's basically, but you like live in a video store. Anyway, that's not my point. The point is, one of my favorite movies growing up uh, was Batman and Robin. Do you know this movie? Is this, this is the one with Jim Carrey, where he's the Riddler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which just proves my point that little kids are mentally handicapped. They are borderline retarded, okay? Maybe that sounds mean, but let me explain it a bit. Okay, let's say you're trying to have sex with a horse. Not that I would. It's just something you see on the internet nowadays. I feel like this is a common thing. It's in the zeitgeist is what I'm saying. You get kicked in the head, right? You get kicked in the head, and then they go to your parents, and they're like, I'm sorry, uh, but your son, he's going to have the mind of an eight-year-old for the rest of his life. 
which is basically saying eight-year-olds are retarded adults. That's it. They're the same thing, but we are we shy away from that for some reason. Why is that? You know, I mean, I like kids. I don't want to get it wrong. These are all new jokes, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I like kids. Uh, I get it because, you know, they're full of energy and hope. The world hasn't, like, crushed their dreams yet, right? Like, why wouldn't you like that? They're great for, like, 15 minutes. And then it's like, I got to get back to the energy and hope of a 36-year-old smoker, which I am, which is great. Very relaxed. And uh, I just had to say, like, if you love energy and hope so much of these children, why don't you like the energy and hope of an adult with the mind of children? You know, like, is it because they're 190 pounds and every time they hold a puppy, they accidentally suffocate it? Okay, we're going <laughs> to... We're going to move to the old jokes. <laughs> Suffocating puppies isn't really working out the way that I thought it was as far as the punchline. Uh, yeah. For your radio listeners out there, uh, there is no laughter. <laughs> uh, all right. How about this? You like fast food? Uh, Fuck you. I'm sorry. Hey, I saw your tiny dick. I'm just kidding. I didn't. <laughs> I, did. I, did. I did see him dropping a deuce, though, which was... <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Oh, that's like the best position to catch somebody in. I've had it ha I've had it happen to me. It's fine. I laughed about it. It was great. What was funny is the guy who walked in immediately pointed and laughed at me too. Like and hung out for a few seconds too long. <laughs> like you're like, you should have shut the door by now. Anyway, but that's not my story. The point is I like fast food. I love fast food. I know that's confusing because I'm wearing a sweater and look like I have strong opinions about jazz. That's just, that's, yeah, I'm a comp. I have more of a quinoa look. I accept that. That's cool. But I love Taco Bell, specifically six tacos. Why? Because I have low standards. That's just, uh, they're fucking delicious, okay? When's the last time you ate a Taco Bell? Too long ago. That's the right answer. Even if it was yesterday. <laughs> Too long. You know they serve breakfast now. That's, uh, I know, I know, they shouldn't. It's a horrible idea. But the thing about living in San Francisco is like they make it next to impossible to eat fast food in the city. There are only five places and three of them are KFC Taco Bells. That's it. Like the other one's Popeye's and there's a McDonald's and that's all you fucking get. You have to drive past so many better, possibly cheaper restaurants to get to Taco Bell and get six tacos because six tacos comes with that nice dessert of disgust afterwards, you know, like self-loathing. That's delicious. That's what I'm saying. All right. The other thing is, uh, if you go there, they're not really trying to get your repeat business. Like they don't, they don't care. Okay, let's use a comparison. You go to Walnut Creek, right, or some other suburban hellscape. I don't know. Hopefully, you didn't grow up there. Uh, and if you go to Taco Bell, there, it's clean. They were like a smiley face on your receipt. They're like, hey, how many sauces do you want? Here's 15. Fuck it. Have a great day, Kelly. They memorized my first name. Like what the? I am coming back to that Taco Bell. If you go to Taco Bell in San Francisco, they are openly hostile. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck do you want? What? Uh, just six tacos, please. Six? Oh, that is disgusting. What is... Thank you. Uh, <laughs> like, what the fuck? And then, like, God forbid, you're forced to go to the restroom. And I mean forced, because nobody decides to go to the restroom to Taco Bell. That is an emergency situation. Like that, if you do, there are so many levels of security. Just, I don't fucking, what are they protecting in there? Like heroin's not that bad, okay? Like, anyway, uh, you gotta go to the counter, you get a key, it's attached to like some pretentious utensil, like a ladle that's three feet long for some reason. What are you stirring? 
But then you get to the door and you need to download an app to get a passcode. And then that gives you a scroll that has three riddles on it. And then you reach a bridge troll. And the bridge troll is like, I want your firstborn. You're like, fuck him. I'm crowning. You take him. You take Junior. He's all yours. And then you get in there. And it's just a hole in the universe where dreams go to die. And that's Taco Bell. <laughs> Brought to you by Subway. Here, here. <laughs> uh, fuck. I, uh... Anybody like acid? Do you like hallucinogens? It's like it's San Francisco. It's a safe bet that that's probably going to be the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love acid. I mean, I don't... Okay, love's a strong word. I have like a nice relationship with hallucinogens, all right? But have you ever taken so much acid that you can't talk, right? And then a nurse shoves a tube down your dick, right? No? Is that? Well, I mean, obviously not for you to... Uh, Urethra, for the, those of you who have uh, studied biology. Okay, I should explain that, I guess. Sure. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> so in high school, I used to do a lot of, uh, a lot of acid. And to uh, finance that, I sold a lot of acid. You can get high on your own supply. And actually, it's a great fucking idea. Okay, that's the entire reason why I sold drugs in high school. And uh, one, uh, Merry Christmas, a week before Jesus' big day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, I went ahead and took way too much. I knew it was way too much because the guy who dosed me was like, uh oh, <laughs> well, that should be fine. That should be. <laughs> what, what the fuck do you mean by uh oh? Like, uh, so that's not a good sign. Uh, also, not a good sign. Immediate hallucinations. That is not, that's not, if that happens, you should probably lock yourself in a room with nobody else around that possibly is not on drugs. Uh, just don't do what I did, which is call your stepdad, <laughs> who does not love you like a son, if you know what I mean, right? It's a, it's a confusing thing. You ever try to talk to somebody on the phone while on acid? Yeah, this guy knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 it doesn't make any sense. You're like, it's just a disembodied voice. You're like 30 seconds to figure out what the fuck is going on. Meanwhile, whoever on the other side of the line is like, you need to come home right now. What is wrong with you? Yeah, so at least that's what I did. I went home, right? Because I was a good kid. I was a good kid. I mean, aside from selling drugs and doing drugs and all the other shit that I did. I was a good kid, all right? Let's not get in. It's not an argument. I don't know why I'm arguing with you. Uh... And so I went home, uh, and my friend took me, he took me home, we drove up, we parked outside of my apartments, uh, because uh, he needed to buy some of this acid from me. The thing is, the vial had broken, uh, which made it difficult, but not as difficult as the fact that he started blacking out, which is, that's not supposed to happen, by the way. You're not, don't usually black out. But what I'm told happened is that I kept reaching in one pocket and like pulling the vial out and then putting it back in and then reaching in the other pocket and pulling other stuff out and putting, I did that for about 20 minutes. And like, meanwhile, my neighbors are walking around like, hey, what's going on? He's telling them I'm autistic for some reason. Yeah, I had to live there for another year after that with just people who thought I was autistic. They were just like, they was like, look, a little autistic kid. He's doing pretty well. You know, he's swimming. I think, you know, they're going to make it. Yeah. But then I cleared up. All right. I like, I, I sobered up kind of, and I like walked in my house, took my shoes off. Everything was cool. Uh, and that's actually the last thing I remember. But in my head, what was going on is I was finding the key to the universe. Yeah, right? which evidently involves putting my mom in a headlock, which is more of a head hold. You know, I mean, it was tender, all right? I don't want you to, I didn't hurt her. She got out, is my point, all right? So I didn't break anything. Let's cease with your judging eyes, okay? I mean, I guess technically I did break the ceiling fan when I hung from it naked, and that was like a whole, okay, you know? 
So that part of the process of finding the key to the universe is you got to like knock over your bookshelf and then tear a bunch of shit up and then like put your mom in a headlock and mutter gibberish for a while. Anyway, my mom put me in handcuffs. Why she had handcuffs? Well, let's not think about that, huh? I don't. I try not to, I mean. Uh, and then they call the hospital, which is probably a good idea at that point. They're like, let's, uh, and I, I got to say, there are some regrets that I have about that night. There are. Um, number one of which was not knowing what the word catheter meant before that evening. You know, like, that could have saved my dick a lot of trouble, is what I'm saying. You know, they will put one in you. I did, uh, Just to let you know, if you don't know what catheter means, it means it's going to hurt to pee tomorrow, is what I'm going to say. That's... Yeah, so that's pretty much the story, except for the part where my mom recorded the entire thing and plays it back for my friends my entire <laughs> high school career when she's had a couple of friends, yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Debbie. Uh, I do love her. We have a great relationship. I hate her. Anyway, talking about relationship with your mom, you, like, call your mom every day? What? <laughs> what is it? You have a, like, healthy relationship with your mother that fosters psychological well-being? What a fucking loser, right? Ah. Uh, I'm sad. <laughs> I'm a sad person. Ah, <laughs> uh, my mom did buy me a 23andMe for Christmas, though. Uh... You guys, know what, you guys know what that is, right? Yeah, they, like, take your genes, and then they fucking clone you. They clone you, all right? That's what happens. Is anybody else? I'm a conspiracy theorist, all right? That's the truth. Anybody else here fucking crazy? Cool. Quirk? Got it. Yeah, you know you are. Don't fucking... You live in a van, all right? <laughs> you have to be half crazy to decide that's the way of life, or you're a free spirit, man. I don't know. <laughs> I'm so, I don't know why I'm judging you. I was going to ask you for a cigarette, but I guess that's off the table now. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so obviously I'm not for this. So I let it sit on my shelf for like eight months uh, before I realized, oh, wait, <laughs> I come from potato people with alcoholism, weak ankles. <laughs> We're not, they're not cloning me, all right? That's what I'm saying. They're going to weed out those genetics first chance they can. Jeff Bezos is thinning the herd. No? There's nobody else? Jeff Bezos, watch out. I don't trust anybody who wears a bubble vest, okay? Like, why do you not need sleeves? Everybody needs sleeves. Doesn't make any fucking sense. Marty McFly. That's a Back to the Future reference right there, huh? You got it. You're old enough for that. <laughs> uh, anyway, something about gigawatts. I just felt <laughs> I was about to trail up. Thank you for, oh, you are a nerd. Yeah, I could feel it, Don Juan, with that goatee. <laughs> Look at you. All right, sorry. I've, he grew this recently. It's a whole thing. It's a good look. I like it, actually. Yeah, you look very mysterious. You look like you should be writing poetry in a, in a bar somewhere and waiting for women to walk up to you and be like, hey, what are you writing? You're like, my feelings. And then you fuck them. That's, it. <laughs> That's pretty much how that yeah, well, I don't know. That's the way I imagine it happening. Of course, the things that I imagine never really work out in real life. You know, I'm like, I imagine that uh, I'm going to, never mind. You know what? Let's not get in a how bad my dating life is right now. Anyway, 23 of me, right? I got it. I decided to do it. I was like, fuck it. Let's find out, you know? So I sent in my genetic material, uh, and they uh, sent me back the results, and I found out uh, it was supposed to be spit. <laughs> I was supposed to spit in the vial. That's an honest mistake, right? Yeah. Right? Like, I'm not the first one. <laughs> I do feel bad for the lab techs, though. Right? Like, semen again? Are you fucking kidding Dave, we need a screening process. It's on my pants, man. Just bought these. The Gap. <laughs> Scientist shop at The Gap, just in case you're wondering. 
I don't really have very much else other than that. I don't want to keep you people here too much longer. Uh, let's see. What else can I shit talk about kids? Ooh, uh, oh, no, no, no. I know what it is. Uh, something about uh, being a teenager, right? Like, oh, God damn. Oh, no, here's one. Here's just a fucked up idea that I had recently. Um, and I'll finish on this. And if you don't laugh, well, then that's probably about the reaction that I expected. But uh, tell me if you like this or not. Listen, I love blooper reels in movies. Do you guys like, do you ever watch? Like, yeah, right? Those are like the funniest parts. And I was like, every, every, like, kind of movie has blooper reels except for documentaries i realized like documentaries don't have blooper reels which i guess i get like it's like it's really hard to like form a blooper reel after like a documentary about the nazi party or like <laughs> like the nazi party in the 1940s blooper reel hitler slips on a banana you're like that guy is hilarious <laughs> all right there's potential there uh well, that is my time, folks. Thank you very much. Yeah, that wraps up. Yeah, wraps up another Friday Night Showcase. Have a great weekend. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Four nine nine. Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. 
counteroffer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counteroffer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counteroffer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counteroffer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. You've been listening to Women's Magazine here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm Global Val. Thank you so much for tuning in. Of course, the music that we're listening to here is from Brother Spellbinder. Um, and uh, it's an exciting time to be alive. So I feel like I should read you a little poem as well. Um, because although I myself... Uh, well, let's see. Do I have time to read this? It's hmm, kind of a long one. How about this? We'll end with with this. Because I know that you're out there and you're dreaming. Uh, I know I'm dreaming. So here we go. Visions awaken. Visions awaken through inspiration. Open your eyes. Seek and find what you wish to be. Call to the far reaches. The echo is destiny. Pump love and passion even to the, into the faintest notion of what could be. A color.
colorful yarn unraveling to unleash your story, a call and response of your dreams and reality. Peace to you all. I'm Global Val. Stay tuned. The Common Thread Collective is coming up next. Um, lots of love. Stay, stay strong. Stay healthy. And remember, just when your aspirations seem outrageous, like running for Congress and winning, who knows? Inspiration is contagious. Peace. Thank you. Stay tuned.
equity to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> everybody listen to the weekly review with roman every friday from noon to 2 p.m this is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program we interview community organizers activists and artists we talk about ways you can take action right now so listen in to the weekly review every friday from noon to 2 p.m feedback for me? Anybody? No? Good. Got the peanut gallery over here. Yeah! Hey, everybody. Welcome to the third annual Spark Presents Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Yay! 
that is an appropriate amount of clapping. You guys are cool. I like you. It's good. You're in for it. It's going to be a great night. I'm very excited. Uh, it's actually going to be an insane 25 hours of comedy coming to you over the next five days. What? Are you going to lose your mind? If you're listening on the radio, everything will be okay. Uh, so, well, so everything is being podcast and streaming live. So that's all wonderful that will be happening. And uh, we have so many comedians, 37 comedians from all over the United States. But right now, <laughs> it's uh, the locals only show. So it's people who live here in San Francisco or have lived here in the past. We actually have returning comedian Kevin Monroe. He lived here for many years. He's back. Yay! Uh, I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I don't know. I don't know how to. Oh, this is so sweet. Jen Arrows. Yeah, uh, we'll 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 do uh, we'll do thank yous at the beginning. Why not? We have all our amazing mutiny volunteers all week that are helping us out. We got Jen at the door. We got George D. Smith behind the boards. Hell yeah! Uh, so it's going to be a great week, and we're going to have a really great time. Uh, I'll tell you guys a few jokes. Uh, yeah, you do, those are those are weed treats. They have lots of marijuana in them. That's how I bribe people to being my friends. Is that everybody else does that? No one else super stoner? You guys super stoners? You do not look like stoners. You guys look like you look like closet stoners. You look like you like I wouldn't tell anybody that I I'm a smart person. I don't smoke marijuana. No, it's fine. I'm, I, have you ever, see, I know you're not a stoner because I, I've smoked so much weed that I've forgotten how my own shower works. Has anyone done that? I've lived in my house for seven years now and I forgot how my shower worked because I was so high. It's like being a guest in your own home. It's like, it's like Airbnb being yourself. <laughs> it's like, I don't know how this works. I'm burning up cold. Why? Live there. My cat's like, dude, how do you not know how to do this? I'm like, why are you talking to me? Do you smoke that much weed? You don't? I didn't think so. It's cool. This is not a weed show. This is a local show. But yay, we're sponsored by Spark. And weed is legal. This is just, I'm just so excited about marijuana. It's like marijuana church up in here. There's two things I believe in. One, smoking marijuana all the time. And two, the equality of women. Anybody? Yeah! Both of those things. Pretty fucking awesome. I believe in equality uh, in a new special way. In that uh, I watch a lot of PG-13 movies from you know the 90s on and we all know that we get to see side boob right no nip lots of 180 percent side boob no nip pg-13 totally fine right so what i'm saying is i'd like some equality in filmmaking and i want to see some side scrote okay so what i want is like your balls are cupped and your dick is hard so all you see is that weird fleshy part in between sometimes hairy sometimes not i feel like it's gonna be great for like older actors because they can really show off their scrote you know like um there's gonna be a cool martin scorsese film or like maybe a francis ford coppola film is he still alive i don't know it's like it'll be like it'll be like the godfather it'll be nick cage as the godfather he'll be coming out of a pool and his balls will be dipped in the water and his dick will be outside like off the steps and we'll see this beautiful, like, stained glass window through his scrote, you know, with, like, the veins. Nobody wants to see this beautiful shot. This is equality, everyone. Side boobs, just fine. But side scrote, no. What's wrong with you people? This is San Francisco. This is a scrote-friendly place. <laughs> it's not scrote-friendly anymore. Man, I've seen so much silver, so much piercing on so many scrotes. I have a theory. I have a theory that the size of your dick is inversely proportionate to the amount of piercings in it. 
is this just a San Francisco theory that no one else is working off of? It's just hey, we're going to take a poll. It's local. Uh, knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door, thanks. Precept of feminism, I think. I don't read. I don't know what feminism is. Come on. I'm kidding. I do read. I'm a, I, I was taught to read. I'm a real woman. Oh, wait, that's the bad thing. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I don't, I shouldn't read. Let's don't think. I know. Bad, bad lady. Get back in the kitchen. I love making pot treats. Did I already say that? They're so delicious. I just, being high all the time just helps me forget all the misogyny that's rampant in my social, social society circles world. San Francisco, equal place. We're going to get started right now with your first comedian. He is a San Francisco local. He's an amazing human being. He's actually the founder of the F-bomb comedy train. <gasps> doo, doo, ow, beep, beep. There's no beeping, but he's amazing. Put your hands together right now, everybody, for Marty Cunney. All right, Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. We are starting it off right. All right. Let me tell you about myself. I'm a traveling man. I actually just flew back from Columbia, and boy, is my nose tired. Ah. Seriously, they really like cocaine down there. Um, it's no joke. A lot of people don't believe me that uh, it was actually the first time I'd ever tried cocaine was in Columbia. Uh, yeah. You're really excited about that. Uh, <laughs> no, most people don't believe me because most people are trying to buy it off of me most of the time. Uh, I just have that certain je ne sais quoi. Uh, Tuesday night at uh, 6 p.m. Oh, yeah, he's probably got an eight ball on him. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's probably dealing right now. Uh, no, but... I, I don't know. The first time I tried it, I had been drinking all day, and I was like, you know, when in Rome, you do some blow, right? Like, that's, that's how the saying goes. That's what they say. And so I thought to my eyes, like, all right, let's throw down. The guy, guy puts out a line for me. I do the line, and then all of a sudden, I'm sober. Um, what kind of bullshit drug is this? I was enjoying that drunk cocaine. I spent a long time. I spent eight hours and like $80 on that drunk. Spent eight, another $80 in five seconds getting sober. And now I'm just pissed off at 4 a.m. Wanting to talk to people about the intricacies of independent wrestling. Like reciting entire episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Nobody wants to hear that shit. That's a Wednesday night for free activity. That's not a Sunday morning $160 activity, okay? No. Nah, fuck that shit. Uh, I, did, I did enjoy Columbia, though. There was a lot to learn down there about the cultural barrier, about the langu language barrier. Uh, for example, I went to order some black beans, and I said, uh, did anyone here speak Spanish? Do we have any? Habla, habla. Yeah, no soy. Uh, <laughs> I do not speak Spanish, so everything was a struggle with Google Translate, and just, uh, I went to order black beans, I said, uh, quiero uh, frijoles n-words. Um, <laughs> if you don't habla espanol, the word, is, word for black beans is frijoles negros, okay, and so I just was so blocked up, I couldn't even say it. Uh, I went to go uh, to buy a wife beater, and I put that into Google Translate, and I asked the lady at the store for, uh, ¿Dónde están los esposas batidores? Uh, 
Now, if, again, if you don't speak Spanish, I asked her, where are your domestic abusers? Uh, when you think about it, that's exactly what I was asking her. <laughs> that is a weird thing we do, guys. We named a piece of clothing after like the worst stereotype we could think of of somebody who wears it, right? The wife beater. Like, can you, you just think about it. Like, we call it a wife beater. Like, everyone else in every other country calls it like a ribbed tank top. And uh, I didn't realize how weird it was until I asked that question. And so I was like, you know what? Let's keep this train rolling. Let's name some more pieces of clothing after crazy stereotypes of the people wearing them, right? Like, uh, I don't know. Let's think. Instead of Capri pants, we'll just call them Euro tourists. Yeah? Uh, instead of Birkenstocks, we'll just call them old lesbians. Uh, instead of wrist sleeves, we'll call them scar hiders. Uh, ugh. <laughs> uh, instead of Crocs, we'll call them serial virgins. Uh, instead of... Uh, I don't know, bolo ties. We'll call them outspoken racists. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. I've never seen them like, yep, that's what we'll call them. <laughs> yeah, yep, that's a, uh, you nailed it right on the head, buddy. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. Hey, guys, have you heard the news? Uh, the news about the Jews. Uh, <laughs> It was in Facebook. Uh, Facebook was in the news recently for. It was right after the Charlottesville protests. There was a thing where, when you advertise on Facebook, like you get to pick from a drop-down menu of who you want to advertise to. Like if you want to advertise hiking shoes, you pick from outdoors people, right? Uh, except one of the options on this drop-down menu uh, was Jew haters for a little while. <laughs> And I'm not joking. This is a real news story. You can look it up. You could actually directly advertise to Jew haters. Uh, and Facebook was claiming, like, oh, it was a problem with our algorithm or something like that. But it made a lot of sense to me, right? Because I couldn't figure out why I was getting so many advertisements for Tiki Torches and Eddie Bauer in my newsfeed. Uh, I'm kidding, guys. I don't hate the Jews. Actually, I play the Jewish piano. Uh, I'm an accountant. Uh, <laughs> Terrible industry to hate the Jews in, guys. Come on. Some more Jew news. Uh, <laughs> and uh, when uh, and when Orthodox Jews do the the circumcision, it's called the bris, right? And so what they do, uh, the, the really Orthodox ones, like out in New York, when they make the incision, the rabbi uses his mouth to close off the wound. Uh, yeah, that's pretty weird, right? Uh, what's even weirder is, and worse, is that a lot of these rabbis are actually giving these infants herpes when they do this. Yeah, this is true story, again. Uh, and it's really bad because some of them will actually die from this uh, or get, the, get brain damage, like really bad stuff. And even if they survive, they have to grow up and explain to people how they got herpes. Uh, so, I don't know, it's cool. I got it from my rabbi. Uh, ugh. <laughs> ugh. It's kosher, yeah. That's why they do it through the sheets, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't know this shit. No, I mean, but what do they get when they get to the bar mitzvah, right? HIV? I don't know. AIDS. Got me thinking, though, about the bar mitzvah. And just coming of age ceremonies in general, right? They're fucking weird. Uh, like for a bar mitzvah, right? You take a 13 year old boy uh, at his most pimply faced, his most crackly voice, his most vulnerable, and you put him in a suit and you give him a glass of wine for confidence and you put him in front of a synagogue full of people and have him sing in a language he doesn't know. Like that is just tearing him down. That is some cruel shit, right? 
but it's not as weird as the quinceanera, right? Am I right? The quinceanera is a weird ceremony. It's basically where you take a 15-year-old Latina girl and you tell everyone, you put her in like a wedding dress and you tell everyone, she's a woman now. She's ready. Uh, <laughs> you wonder about these teenage pregnancy rates and, uh, and then you're doing this shit at the same time, guys. Come on. But while the Latinos are having like a come see how fuckable my daughter is party, the Jews are having a come see how unfuckable my son is party. <laughs> Just very different, very different cultures. I don't know. Um, what else? Do I, what else am I thinking? Hey, you guys like dad jokes? Anybody fan, here fans of dad jokes? Yeah, I'll, let me lay a, let me lay one on you real quick. Uh, when I die, I hope I'm not buried in a uh, you know, let me start over. When I die, I hope I'm not buried in a coffin. I feel like I'm more of a sarcophagi. <laughs> I probably shouldn't be telling dad jokes though. Ever since my doctor told me that I'm sterile. Uh, no dad jokes for me. Uh, I'm kidding, guys. I'm not sterile. I've had like six vasectomies. None of them have taken. I've been the cause of several unwanted abortions. Um, uh, all right, let's end on a high note. Um, <laughs> you guys, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of the Me Too movement. I think it's a good thing, although I think it's kind of uh, redundant. Uh, we've been doing, we've been hearing about all this stuff for a long time. It's just only recently that's been getting like popularized. Like, I don't know. Courtney Love was blowing the whistle on these guys for a long time, I've, ten years over. And uh, well, I get why we didn't listen to her though. Uh, her credibility got blown away about the time her husband did. Uh, <laughs> I think I'll leave it at that. Uh, that's my time, guys. Thanks a lot. Bring up your host, Pam. I wish some people from Seattle were here for that wonderful joke. Poor. He was murdered by his wife. Yay! Beauty Radio Comedy Festival. True. That was Marty Cunny. He also plays rugby. You can tell by his his jacket. <laughs> it's exciting. No, I I was thinking today actually that we should start a YouTube thing called Ruck and Marty, where we get on we go on adventures together in San Francisco that are just like stupid. Rick and Morty, except Ruck and Marty. So I'm like a drunk old lady. I'm a drunk old lady, and you're like a young fun guy who's like going around San Francisco, okay. right? <laughs> no. Buff as Morty, see, I know more people are having the thoughts in their heads. See, it's in the gestalt, Marty Cunny. The future is now. Your next comedian, she is the future, you guys. She's part of True Hustle, not True Hustle, hashtag hella funny. I'm sorry, they both start with a T. I'm so confused. Hella funny, there's no, there's no, there's no T's in that at all. There's, there's a T in a hashtag. I don't do Instagram. I don't know what that is. Twitter is totally foreign to me. I am 43 years old. Your next comedian, she gets it. You're going to love her. Put your hands together for Allison Hooker. Yeah, fuck yeah. Keep it going for Pam. Yeah. Keep it going for this awesome festival we're part of. Yeah. Round of applause for yourselves coming out and supporting live comedy. Fuck yes. I'm excited to be here. I had a really shitty day. Uh, and now I, I know that there's worse in the Catholic Church out there. That's wow. No, but I, I went to uh, I went to the doctor today. Does anyone else get really stuck on that question? How many drinks per week? 
Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a tough one because you don't want to lie too much. <laughs> you know, you want to check your liver. Uh, what are you going to be, honest? It's your doctor, not your lawyer, you know? <laughs> and I'm, I'm kind of like a comedy club. I'm a two-drink minimum a night. It goes up from there. So I was like, I'm going to go with two drinks a night. Like, that's reasonable, right? So I was like, I have two drinks a night, 14 a week. She goes, that's too much. You're nodding. I was surprised. You think that's too much? I've been there. No. <laughs> oh, you've shared that? <laughs> well, get this. You haven't been there. Because this is what the bitch told me. She goes, men can have two drinks. Women can only have one. <laughs> I need your yeah. uh, I'll, I'll give her your number. I was fucking livid, though. I was like, bitch, we are literally in the middle of hashtag me too. <laughs> like, whose fucking team are you on? <laughs> She's like, if you need help with your drinking problem, I help a lot of my patients. <laughs> I was like, okay, lady, look. Um, I came here for drugs. <laughs> Not rehab. Also, you guys, I don't think she's helping anyone with their drinking problem. I think she's just helping people lie to doctors. <laughs> you know, because like the next time I go to her, I'm definitely going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, I have seven drinks a week. I'm no dumbass. She gave me the answer. <laughs> Actually, fuck that. I'm not going back to that doctor. Because I want to see a doctor I can see eye to eye with. You know, I'll give her your number. I want a doctor that will look at my 14 and be like, that's not enough! <laughs> she asked me another impossible question to answer. What was the first day of your last period? <laughs> yeah, ladies, quick round of applause if anyone else is completely fucking stumped every time a doctor asks this. <laughs> all the women in the room. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know what's going on with our bodies, actually, <laughs> at all. Like every single month, our entire world just crumbles and we have no idea what's happening. Just solemn nods around the room. Like I'll get on a phone with a friend of mine, like I just don't know what's going on with me. Like I don't like my job anymore. This guy that I'm dating just seems really distant. Like I just haven't been happy lately. Like this shit is deep. <laughs> And then three days later, oh. <laughs> but, but imagine getting stumped by this, like by anything else that happens every single month, you know? <laughs> rent is due. You get on the phone with your landlord. You're asking me for rent again? <laughs> like it feels like I just paid rent. <laughs> and you're not even asking me nicely. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, and my room is really small. Like I'm 33. Why is my room so small? <laughs> I like how the men can understand the disintegration more than women. It's how we feel, though. It's how we feel, ladies. Um, so yeah, anyways, I went to the doctor. Uh, she went to give me a pap smear. It's mostly men in here. I'll just fill you guys in what we go through. Um, when we go to the doctor, they stick a speculum inside of us, and they click it open twice, and they swab the inside of our vagina. Now, you look a little scared, but I know there's a couple of guys in here that are like, that doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> I wish I go to the doctor and stick my dick in something. <laughs> but it's not like fun, you know? It's whatever. It, there's no like rotating head or bunny ears. It's just... <laughs> It's cold. Like the equivalent for a man would probably be sticking your flaccid penis in a cooler and having someone scratch it. Like that's, it's whatever. It's, it's whatever. 
So anyways, you guys, she goes uh, to give me a pap smear. And I think because I have like a small frame, she assumed like all of me was small, if you catch my drift mutiny. Uh, <laughs> so she goes, I am going to use my smallest speculum. Any smaller would be pediatric. <laughs> I hear a couple laughs, but I just thought that was fucking weird. Um, I don't know what the fuck. Uh, I'm not going to make any jokes. I'm going to leave it to Roy Moore. Um, so, hey. So she takes her smallest speculum, you know. She goes to stick it in. She goes, squee! I'm just kidding. Uh, slides right in, you guys. No problems there. No problems at all. She goes for the classic click, click. She goes, click, click, click. Click, 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 I know. What I'm trying to say, I think, is that the hallway doesn't always fit the building. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I don't know where my organs fit either, you know? This is just, this is just vagina and backbone. Yeah, loosening you guys up. It's okay. It's comedy. Fuck it, you guys. I'm proud of my big vagina. You know what I did? I wrote a song about it today on my way over. Can I share it with you? All right. It goes, I can take that dick. Click, 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 click. That's fucking ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Thank you. Anyways, my name's Allison Hooker, by the way. Just my name. Was born with it. Not a stage name. You guys can imagine that was fun, you know, all my life. Like in junior high, when I had to write my first initial and last name on my gym clothes. <laughs> so it just said, a hooker, just <laughs> down the leg of my pants, <laughs> across my chest. Thank you. It took me a little longer to find the funny in it. Yes. What's that? Johnson. You're a Johnson. <laughs> we should get married and hyphenate, you know? <laughs> But I was cruising around with this A hooker shirt on. Everyone was teasing me. It was junior high. Eighth grade boys in my class. I'm in sixth grade. It was a whole thing, you know. So my gym teacher finally gave me new clothes. She's like, sweetheart, you need to write something else. <laughs> so I wrote the hooker. <laughs> Are you guys kidding me? I was loving that sexual attention. Junior high, I was cruising around in my hooker shirt wearing a training bra to support the nipples that had come in. <laughs> Now I'm cruising around wearing a padded bra to support the nipples that have come in. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm waiting. <laughs> I was actually trying to like, smack my titties on a guy's face the other night. It's not even the joke yet, though. Uh, <laughs> he broke his nose on my chest bone. Uh, <laughs> thank you. It's fine, though. He's, uh, he's actually Syrian, so he's got quite a nose in my defense. It's true. My boyfriend's Syrian. Actually, he learned how to write in Arabic first, so we met when he swiped the wrong way on Tinder. Okay, you like the language jokes? Pretty fucking cheesy, you guys. Pretty dumb. Yeah, he's Syrian. Actually, my, uh, my birthday was election night, so Trump was elected, and I was like, what's happening? Oh my God, baby, we are moving. And I looked at him, and he's from Syria, so we stayed. Um, <laughs> That was that. What else can I say about that? Uh, he grew up in Santa Cruz, actually. His dad owns a Mexican restaurant down in Santa Cruz. 
his dad is a Syrian man who owns a Mexican restaurant. Yeah, it's like the first time I had a burrito, I was like, a mm, little too much saffron, you know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, the white people don't get it either. They like cruise in there, like practice their Spanish one on all the Syrians, because they don't know the difference between a brown person. So it's pretty classic. Uh, what else do I want to talk about? My Syrian boyfriend picked the movie last night. It's cold outside. You know, we watched a movie, uh, so we watched a porn, which is fine. Thank you. Yeah, I'm no conservative. I'm no Mike Pence. I think you know that by now. <laughs> uh, but I have a little trouble getting on board with porn, you know, because there's no good backstory. There's no buildup. Like, they're just going straight to Poundtown. And I need a little bit more romance than that. So this is what I did. I paused it, and I gave him the backstory. <laughs> I was like, look, he wasn't always a pool boy. And she didn't always have those tits. And I don't have time to get into like the details of it right now, you guys, but I gave him the most epic love story. Like, they'd known each other for years. They built deep love and respect for each other. And after all this time, they're finally ready for anal. Okay, go ahead, push play. <laughs> then I can get into it a little bit more, you know? Then I get on. I mean, there were a few other parts I had to like pause it and explain, give him a little more backstory, like why is he calling your stepsister? You know, they're just other parts. <laughs> like if he loves her so much, why is he spitting on her? There were just other things. <laughs> Who the fuck is this other guy? <laughs> it took us a little while to get through the movie. I'm not gonna lie, we didn't. We didn't even have sex, we just fell asleep. Um, <laughs> great story though, it was a good, good love story. Uh, how much time do I have? One minute? Oh, what do I do with one minute? Do you know any jokes? <laughs> Listen, dickhead. No. Are you a comic? No. Oh, I'm sure we could give you a couple minutes up here though. You know, you know what a couple minutes feels like? Uh, or one, like how long it takes you to come? <laughs> yeah, one minute, like how long it takes you to come? We could give you that amount of time. No, 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 but the thing is, the thing is about comedy, though, is like, it's a lot like sex, because when you're doing it, it feels like so much longer. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have been amazing, thank you so much. She's at Cobbs all the time on Hella Funny. Super awesome. Yay. People are arriving. Yay. Exciting stuff. Woo. Your next comedian. What What an amazing human being. He is, he is. I saw you go in the bathroom with a disco light and it like danced off your hair in such a beautiful way. I was like, I want to make a video of him in the, in the bathroom. <laughs> that sounds weird. I didn't mean to. <laughs> that, that comes across wrong. Uh, but he's an amazing human being. You guys are going to love him so much. Put your hands together for amazing local comedian, Clay Newman. I just want to set the record straight. I was not pooping in there. I was not pooping in there. I just could not not dance. It just had to happen. I will say, I did pee everywhere. Like, that's not good for dancing. It's not like, it's not a good, you, like you cross streams with the disco hands. It's no good. It's like I've peed everywhere. Um, 
This is Beauty Radio, goddammit. This is this is where you pee everywhere. This is if this place didn't smell like pee, it wouldn't be Mutiny Radio. I want one of the greatest shows I've ever seen in my entire life. One of the greatest shows I've seen in my comedy career was at Mutiny Radio. It was a show where the comics wore diapers. <laughs> Pam and all of her brilliance put a challenge to comedians. You get all the beer you want, but you're not allowed to use the bathroom. <laughs> and you got to wear a diaper. And we got to see that diaper. And because we have made the poor decision to buy very elderly diapers, they're going to leak, <laughs> which is a fun factor. I got to hear one of the greatest statements I've ever heard at a comedy show. It came from you, Jonathan. It came from you, sir. Uh, Jonathan exclaimed with more passion than I've ever heard at a comedy show. Uh, upon, and here's the back, the backstory to this. Uh, Jonathan witnessed a comic and just this, do this disgraceful thing, which is not pee his pants uh, during this comedy show. Uh, this was a comic who has been on Conan O'Brien. Uh, he's been on Last Comic Standing. Very few of us make it out of San Francisco with credits. He was one of them. And Jonathan, in all of his wisdom, exclaimed, I don't give a fuck what show he was on. You're supposed to pee. <laughs> and that's Mutiny Radio. That's, that's where we're at. That's what we're keeping alive is that goddamn honor, the tradition of Mutiny Radio. It's a beautiful thing. I'm happy to take part of it. I think it's fitting that Mutiny Radio is in this neighborhood because, like, nowhere else is this neighbor... Like, where else in the world do you find the financial diversity of the outskirts of the mission? It's ridiculous. It's insane. It's no 